everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast. I am your host back in the basement to talk about some Ring of Honor episode 526 from October 16th. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you are new and you like what you'd hear, sorry, what you hear, we'd really appreciate giving us a listen to our flagship show. My son and I do a show every Saturday. We're up to episode 66 is coming up this Saturday where we discuss AEW Dynamite and NXT, some impact wrestling, some trivia, some news and rumors, and anything else that sort of comes up in our conversations. So yeah, not, not much new with me today. Just back at work on a Monday, came home, took a little nap <laughs> as I tend to do. And then I'm down here trying out a new microphone. The Monday shows when I do my solo missions is sort of me getting to experiment. I've gotten into audio equipment since starting this podcast over a year ago. So my one of my passions is just picking up budget equipment and trying it out. So this is a new $26 microphone that I'm hoping sounds okay to you guys. Just trying out something new on this show. And then I go back to my regular favorite microphone for the Saturday shows. But I like to try some new things on these solo missions. So hopefully... It sounds okay for you guys, but I don't really have too much to say. I figure we should get into talking some Ring of Honor. So this is episode 526 of Ring of Honor Wrestling. So last week's episode, I kind of noted it seemed like they were kind of trying to put a bit of a focus on the tag team division and clarify where things sort of stand there and this week it felt like it was doing a similar thing but for the pure division instead of the tag division as there was a lot of treatment of the pure division here despite it did start out with a tag team match as well so it sort of carries over the idea of defining the tag team division and then moves into a real focus on the pure division on this show so it starts with Quinn McKay she's back on the desk this week she's been gone at least a couple weeks I think Um, so she's back this week She welcomes us as she always does, lets us know that tonight's show, as she says, will have two main events. They are actually the only two matches. She calls it a double main event, but they're the only two matches on this show because both of these matches are going to get a considerable amount of time. And the first one of those matches is an eight-man tag team match featuring the foundation taking on a sort of somewhat random-feeling team of Taylor Rust, uh, Eli Isom, Joe Keyes, and world-famous CB. But that's the actual main event, so the first, I guess, of the main events we're going to get is going to be the ROH Tag Team Championships will be defended as LFI will defend against Shane Taylor Promotions, SOS specifically, which is Moses and Khan. So that's Dragon Lee and Kenny King for LFI taking on Moses and Khan of Shane Taylor Promotions. So then we transition to the actual arena and Ian Riccoboni takes over on commentary. He reminds us that this match for the Tag Team Championships was sort of made last week. After SOS defeated uh, Dak Draper and Dalton Castle, LFI came out, I believe, attacked SOS after the match, if I remember correctly, leading to a challenge for the titles, and obviously LFI have accepted that challenge, and we're going to get that match here. So it is the match, but on their way to the ring, sort of SOS don't get a promo here, but LFI do. So as they're making their way to the ring, as ROH tends to do, we go to like a pre-recorded promo here. Dragon Lee starts out, says a few things, basically that they're the champions, they're back, and that they have been, always will be the best sort of thing. Kenny King takes over, says to call him Geppetto, because he played these dummies on a string, speaking about SOS. And they said it was basically a trap. They set up SOS and they fell into it. LFI wanted this match. 
and basically he says that Taylor's soldiers are going to get slaughtered here. So I kind of like this. It's a pretty good promo. Sometimes there's not a lot to... They're pretty generic promos in Ring of Honor. They don't give them very much time, and it's just kind of address your opponent and away we go. But there is a bit of backstory here between these teams in that Kenny King and Shane Taylor despise each other. I believe it was Kenny King sort of turned on um, Shane Taylor. So they have a lengthy history and a bitter feud that's leading to Kingston, or sorry, to King here wanting to take out the members of Shane Taylor's faction. And so I thought Dragon Lee got to say a bit more than he sometimes does and that Kenny King was his usual confident self. He's a, a really solid promo. So I thought this was pretty good. So the match begins and Moses and Khan attack right as the bell rings or even just a second before maybe and LFI escape to the floor and you can hear Kenny King saying something about they're here to wrestle and not to fight sort of thing. Khan then takes uh, Lee out with the forearm after Lee sort of give a low bridge to Moses to the outside and he was setting up for some kind of dive and gets flattened by a forearm. Kenny King then takes Khan out with the back elbow LFI fake a running dive both men and then they stop and pose in the ring like Roosh would do on the mat sort of lying on their side with an arm a fist raised in the air. SOS then isolate Kenny King hit a double suplex after they'd sent Dragon Lee to the floor. We get quick tags and SOS run over King in the corner before a boot by Moses and an outside in senton by Khan for a two count heading into a commercial. Back from the commercial Dragon Lee is now in the ring and he takes a knee lift and a low drop kick by SOS. Khan goes for a suplex, but King holds Khan's foot from the floor, that classic spot. So Khan falls over and Lee ends up sort of on top in a pinning predicament. But the referee saw the cheating, so he starts reprimanding Dragon Lee in the ring. And of course, this allows Kenny King to land some shots to Khan on the floor. So LFI, doing what they always do, taking any shortcut, cheating in any opportunity they get. Khan is then run into the barricade by both members of LFI before he's thrown back into the ring. They continue to isolate Khan. They get some back rakes and a snap suplex by Kenny King. We get a double corner splash and a double basement drop kick by LFI. And then a painful looking half crab by Dragon Lee as he's sort of stepping on Khan's neck at the same time. And Khan eventually gets to the ropes to break the hold. Moses knocked off the apron. LFI hit more corner offense to Khan, including, I think they called it a pendulum kick, where sort of Dragon Lee jumps over the ropes from the apron and kicks the guy who's sitting in the corner. LFI take the time to sort of mime some baseball, like one's pitching and one's acting like they're hitting the ball, just sort of to taunt Khan, and then they go back to work on Khan's leg. Khan shows some signs of firing up, but King sort of gets him back down and puts him in another half crab, and then Khan has to get to the ropes to break it again, and that's heading into a commercial. Both of these matches span several commercial breaks, quite lengthy matches this week. We get a back elbow and a belly to back where Khan sort of bounces King off the turnbuckles for momentum and then hits this belly-to-back suplex. Looks pretty good. Moses is finally tagged in. Kind of a hot tag. He obviously cleans house. Snake eyes to Dragon Lee and a big clothesline. Then a quick Samoan drop to Kenny King and a back to Lee for a powerbomb for a near, near fall there. Khan gets low-bridged, ends up on the floor, and there's an awkward cut to the Tron for a few seconds, so I don't know if that's intentional or they edited something out of the match that didn't look good, but it seems strange to me. But anyways, I just thought I'd point that out. Back to the ring, and Moses is setting up to superplex Kenny King, but Dragon Lee interrupts that attempt. So King ends up hitting a diving clothesline to Khan from the apron, while Lee then hits the double stomp to Moses, who's kind of hanging from the corner. Dragon Lee then dives onto Khan on the floor while King hits a blue thunderbomb in the ring to Moses for a two count, which was a pretty nice sequence. Bestia Del Ring shows up at ringside. 
Um, Khan then hits a headbutt and a boot to Dragon Lee, who is sent to the floor. So SOS hit their finisher, which is like an elevated DDT, the feet up on one man's shoulders, and then the other man hits a DDT. But Bestia, of course, has climbed up on the ring apron at this point, so the ref's distracted to deal with Bestia, and there's no count for this uh, pinfall. Shane Taylor then comes out to sort of even the numbers. He gets in Bestia's face as Kenny King hits what I thought was a pretty weak-looking royal flush to Khan, and then Lee hits his incinerator kick, and Kenny P King pins Khan, and LFI retain the tag team championships here. So Bestia and Shane Taylor sort of take swipes at each other and have to be separated as LFI sort of gather up their championships and leave the ring. Shane Taylor is left to check on his guys in the ring as commentaries start to talk to us about the main event eight-man tag. So I thought this was a very straightforward tag team match, but I mean that in a good way. I'm trying to be complimentary. Everybody played their role really well in this, and I actually really enjoyed it. SOS worked a sound strategy by isolating LFI, making frequent tags, and sort of really dominating the heels for quite a while. And then, of course, in LFI fashion, as it makes sense, they have to cheat and take shortcuts to shift the momentum. And then they're isolating and double-teaming, dominating Khan for quite a while in this, leading to a pretty good hot tag from Moses. LFI did what they always do, right? Shenanigans to win the match, getting Bestia involved and coming down and distractions and all that kind of stuff. And I have no problem with a faction just cheating for the sake of cheating. Although, in this case, it feels like they actually needed to, which is a compliment to SOS. Because LFI is going to cheat and do this kind of stuff whether they need to or not. But it did actually feel like they needed to. So I think that's a bit of a feather in the cap for SOS. Uh, they looked really good in defeat. And I'm glad because I seem to remember the last match that they had on TV. I didn't think they looked very good when normally I feel like they've been steadily improving. So this was back to looking really good here. I thought a really good television match. I thought it's always nice to see championships defended on TV. So I thought this was a very strong start to this week's episode. We then transitioned right into the next match, basically, as we're going to get world-famous CB, Taylor Rust, Eli Isom, and Joe Keyes taking on the foundation, which is Lethal, Gresham, Titus, and um, Tracy Williams. Sorry, I almost forgot hot sauce there. So as the first team is making their entrance, Eli Isom gets a chance to speak for his group in a recorded promo. He says that Lethal has said it's time to unite pure wrestlers, and that's exactly what they've got here with these four men. They're, re they're sort of uniting not just to prove Jay Lethal right, but to prove that pure wrestling is Ring of Honor. Another quick promo, but I thought Eli Isom sounded really good. He's definitely getting more comfortable in all areas of wrestling, and I feel like we're just kind of watching this guy improve in front of our eyes in all facets. Um, his words were generic here, as they tend to be in Ring of Honor, but his delivery and his intensity, I thought, were excellent. So I really think Ring of Honor has something in Eli Isom. I say that a fair amount on this show. I just think he kind of checks all the boxes for me in what a successful wrestler in Ring of Honor, maybe even beyond Ring of Honor at some point, but I really like him a lot. Uh, and I quite like actually everybody on this kind of random team of four. I'm not the biggest fan of World Famous CB, but in what I've seen of Keys, I think he's got a lot of potential as a heel. Uh, Taylor Rust, I'm a big fan of just from the indies and all over the place. And I think Eli Isom is an exciting young star for this company. So I'm hoping that this match really delivers. We then get Jay Lethal is going to speak for the foundation first. He says that win, lose, or draw, that his team can be proud because eight men are out to prove that pure wrestling is the proper way to do it. 
he names each opponent that he's facing and he puts Eli Isom over specifically by calling him possibly the future of Ring of Honor, which I might agree with. Tracy Williams then gets to speak. He adds that they will prove they're the measuring stick when it comes to pure wrestling and Ring of Honor. They are the foundation, he says to end. So I thought this was fine. I appreciate Lethal trying to put over younger guys, especially Isom. And again, this seems to be them announcing that these four, I think CB was already in the pure division, but everyone else, I don't know if we were sure of that. So it feels like they're trying to define the pure division here by saying these four are now in it. And I know on our main show, I talked about that Jonathan Gresham in storyline, at least has petitioned to get out of the pure division and enter the um, ring of honor championship division. So I imagine we're going to see a little bit of a shift to the pure division, which I think it needs. I think it needs some life injected into it. So I'm hoping a new crop of talent can accomplish that. It's time for somebody over to take over that division sort of and let Gresham, because there's a lot of interesting matches for Gresham in the sort of championship division, wrestling some larger heavyweight guys and things. Um, so I'm happy that Gresham's sort of getting out of the pure division and that there seem to be sort of reshaping it a little bit. So the code of honor is adhered to by all eight of these men, as you would expect. Rust and Williams start out, and believe me, this there's going to be a lot of recap here. So hopefully you're somebody that didn't watch the show, because I got some pretty detailed notes on this. If you did watch the match, bear with me. Hopefully it's not too painful, but as you know, this was a very lengthy match. So Rust and Williams start out with holds and counters, ending in a, like a standing stalemate, where if there were a crowd, they would be applauding, but there wasn't. So Williams then gets Rust's arm, tags in Rhett Titus for a double butterfly suplex to Rust, Arm drag allows Rust to get control of Titus, and uh, world-famous CB tags in. We get a Fuji splash by CB, and then he's out. He probably got the least amount of time in this match, I would say. But we'll see as I go through my notes if that's correct. It feels like it to me, having just watched it not long ago. So Isom tags in. We get a Bulldog to Titus and some holds and counters between Titus and Isom. Lethal tags back in. He and Isom lock up before more holds and counters, because it is the pure division, so you're going to get a little higher concentration of holds and counters, which I don't go into detail talking about, um, partly because I don't think I need to, and partly because I'm not always sure what all the moves are. We get a shoulder tackle between these two to no advantage. Lethal lowers the straps, hits a hip toss, but Isom holds Lethal's wrist to stop sort of the cartwheel that was, I think it usually leads to uh, Lethal hitting cartwheel and then a basement drop kick. So Isom showing some scouting here, holds on to the wrist so that Lethal can't do that, and then he lays in some chops. We get leapfrogs by each man, man, sorry, then a drop kick by Isom, Mexican arm drag by Isom, and a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker as we head into a commercial. After the commercial, we sort of get Eli and Lethal staring at each other in the ring, and then Lethal just goes over and tags out to Gresham, so I don't know if that's a subtle sign of respect, right? Like, kind of looking at him and going, nope, I'll let somebody else take you on now, young fella. So Gresham's in, and Keyes wants the tag, and he says he wants to face, as he calls it, Old News Gresham. Eli thinks about it and finally obliges. So it kind of feels to me like Keyes is still a heel, and he's kind of tagging with three kind of baby faces, so that's kind of interesting. And we're told here that Joe Keyes has been trained by Gresham, so that they have a history. It's sort of mentor versus protege here, as he demands to be tagged in. So we get some more grappling as Keyes takes on his uh, former trainer, as we're told. He then shoves Gresham into the ropes, hits a nice Saito suplex. Keyes gets tripped on the apron. Gresham hits a basement dropkick. Gresham attacks, attacks Keyes' arm, tags in Williams, who does the same thing. Lethal's back in. He kicks and hits some kicks and hits a slam to Keyes for a near fall. Titus in with a suplex and a Cobra crutch, clutch. Sorry. Um, Keyes escapes, hits a German suplex. Rust and Lethal are now in. Rust runs over Lethal before a Lethal dropkick. 
Uh, we get a boot to lethal on the apron, and then Rust sort of has a hold of lethal's arms and arm, sorry, single arm, and he just drops down to the floor and drags lethal basically face first onto the apron by the arm. Looked pretty cool. We get some more arm work by Rust. He tags out as we head into yet another commercial break. Back from that break, and Isom has Lethal's arms, transitions into a face lock. We get the Lethal combination slows down Isom finally. Then Williams is in um, facing CB and with some knees and um, a doctor bomb, actually, that was pretty cool by Tracy Williams for a two count. Titus is in with a running boot and a belly to belly to do CB for a two count. So Rust and CB with head kicks to Titus then for a two count. We get a ripcord kick and the perfect circle, which is like a flipping, it's hard to explain, but it's a cool move by uh, Taylor Rust for a two count as Williams has to come and break up that pinfall as commentary sort of go out of their way to notice that uh, that's Rust's finisher and that um, it wasn't kicked out of somebody had to break it up. So they're trying to protect that move, which I appreciate. We get a strike exchange, then simultaneous boots. Isom and Lethal are back in. Isom's attacking Jay Lethal's shoulder. We get a pump kick by Lethal, but he goes for the Lethal injection, which involves a handspring, and his arm gives out, which is a nice touch because they've been working on that arm for quite a bit. But he recovers, hits a cutter, and Williams tags in, and so does Joe Keys. We get another strike exchange before a discus clothesline by Williams, who then tags in Gresham for another strike exchange with Keys. We get an insecurity and a German by German suplex by Gresham, but Keys hits two big clotheslines for a near fall. Gresham hits a drop toe hold, slaps on a leg hold of some type, they didn't name it, and Joe Keys eventually has to tap out as no one can get to him to make the save. So it turns out that the foundation end up defeating this group of youngsters who I guess are joining or maintaining the sort of reshaping the pure division, it looks like. So my thoughts on this, it was a really long match and everybody got some time to showcase themselves. Mostly like, again, I don't feel CB got much time in. I liked the match, but I can't say that I loved it. I wish there was a bit more of a story or some stakes to it. You did have the little story of Keys and Gresham, uh, but there wasn't much else going on. The team of youngsters definitely seemed kind of randomly put together. I review the show every week, and I can't remember them having much detailed interactions. I could be wrong, but it felt like they were just kind of thrown together here. And there's lots of grappling and limb, limb targeting, and you did have the Keys-Gresham storyline. I don't think this match always had the greatest flow. It's hard to explain, but for a lot of it, it really felt like guys that were just taking turns wrestling like they hit a few things and then you're in and then tag out so there's a lot of that going on it did build as it went on I thought the final few minutes were kind of worked at a faster pace I would say that by the end of it I was entertained by the match but I didn't love it um, I feel it could have easily been shorter even if one of my criticisms is they they don't have time to build a lot of characters or stories so I feel like you could have cut a couple minutes off this match and included some sort of promo or vignette to build something or to develop a character but that's kind of me nitpicking I've sort of as I've said before you kind of have to treat Ring of Honor almost like you're watching an indie show because they could just very well um it's just like there's not a lot of storyline or or stake sometimes it's just kind of you're going to watch matches and most of them are going to be pretty good so you kind of just need to treat it as a bit of an independent promotion, I feel sometimes. So overall, I would say I liked the match. I didn't love it. 
Uh, again, it could have chopped some time off for something else, but it's not really a big deal. So then before the show goes off the air, we get a vignette from Vincent who talks about being pure. Now he's at the top of the mountain. He's referring to the crown he won as kind of like the, the main championship sort of thing. And he's saying he is purified and that pain is necessary for purification if we get what he means or something like that. So trying to be a little bit cryptic, but it certainly seems like he's teasing moving into the pure division. I actually thought this was a pretty cool vignette to sort of subtly let us know that it looks like this guy who's known for violence and all of these other things is heading to pure. So it almost feels like they've recognized that the pure division is a little bit stale is the word because it's very similar wrestling all of the time, which is the point of the division. But they really do need to inject some life into it, I think. So putting somebody who's not known for being a technical wrestler, who's more about violence and blood and just sort of plunder matches, I think is an interesting little thing if it is what they're telling us here that Vincent is going to be in that division. And it sure feels like it. So that kind of ended the show. And I thought it was a cool little vignette to sort of go out on and a little bit of suspense because it's like, is that what he's talking about or isn't it? I think it probably is. And I think that's what I was saying earlier. It's it's the focus on the pure division for the back half of the show for sure, where we're getting four youngsters are in it now for sure. And it looks like Vincent is joining and sort of Gresham is leaving. So overall thoughts on this show. I would say that I liked the episode. I, I much preferred the opening tag team title match, and I thought it was really good, but I thought the main event was good as well. The promos on this were nothing special other than some nice progress in that department by Isom, but I don't really watch Ring of Honor expecting amazing promos. If that's what you're expecting, you're not going to get it very often. It is a very wrestling-heavy show. Um, the move to the pure division by Vincent seems somewhat interesting to me, again, just because he, on paper, he doesn't really fit that division, but that might be what that division needs after all. So we got two pretty long but good matches. One of them I would say was very long, and nothing that was really bad. So for me, I would say that that works out to about a B-plus show this week. A good show. Again, nothing I would say you have to run out and see, but I do recommend the Tag Team Championship match if you're looking for something to watch this week. Because you can find Ring of Honor television episodes for free online, legally, even if that's uh, important to you. Um, because I get it on cable. I'm still a person with cable. So I record it every week and watch it. Uh, I usually get it on Sundays and then I watch it on Monday. But I know you can find it online. There are apps that I'm not going to give free advertising to on here. But apps exist that you can watch the show legally and free. So if you'd like to check out Ring of Honor, you can do that. Well, that's going to bring me to the end of this episode of my Ring of Honor review. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and I just want to, as I tend to do, thank anybody that spends any time listening to myself or myself and my teenage son talk about wrestling. We really do appreciate it. It's one of our passions, sort of, I, I say my secret shame sometime because I don't really interact with anyone in the world other than my son that watches wrestling. Um, I just come down here and talk about it with you guys. So I'd love to hear what you think of Ring of Honor, what you think of any wrestling. If you think there's any wrestling we should be watching, maybe covering, I'm open to suggestions. At this point, every single comment I get, I will post a reply to. So you can contact us, fnswrestling at gmail.com. That's an email that, that sort of I will be running. Also, you can reach my teenage son and he'll relay any message to me on FNS underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram. Or if you're one of the few dozen that tend to listen on YouTube every week, you can just leave a comment there and I will definitely get back to you. Any likes, subscriptions, listens, whatever, all of those things are greatly appreciated. If you're doing any of those on any platform, thank you. And if you're not, if you could, it would be really helpful to us. But anyways, that's going to be it for me. 
I will be back here on Saturday for episode 66 of our main show. And until then, take care.